Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is with two A's after the M. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. I hope everyone is doing well. There has been a bunch of news gaming-wise coming out here and there. And I think I'm, I'm just going to focus on one topic. Usually I do a couple of topics, but today, today I have a bone to pick. I don't know if it's a bone to pick, but it's something. It's just it's something that's been boiling in me at this point with some recent news that just came out. What is PlayStation doing? What is Sony doing? We are going back to that early PS3 era Sony all over again. That time when Sony and PlayStation were, let's be honest, a little full of themselves. They did really well with the PS2 era and they thought they could just sell us anything. They could put on whatever price tag they wanted on their console. They could put whatever games they wanted, if any, and we would be happy. They can take away the vibration from the controller, which was actually a thing back then. They didn't have uh, vibration in the controller initially because they believed it was not next gen. And then charge us a crazy amount of money to be able to buy that, buy that console. And we're going back to that all over again, although Sony is still doing pretty well when it comes to the sales. So let's go back. We kind of talked about this earlier. There's just been one bad news after the other. And I also want to preface this by saying that, you know, Sony just hasn't released any news. So because the whole news cycle has just been bombarded by stuff from Microsoft and the Xbox camp. So it does make sense. It does make it seem like Sony is on the back foot. Sony is the one that's struggling, even though they're not. We know they aren't. But as a Sony fan, what I'm seeing is something that is worrying me it is also kind of showing me that you know what sony wasn't as pro-consumer as i once thought they were so first we can go quickly talk about something that we covered last time mlb the show coming on to game pass so mlb the show for those those of you that know don't know is a game that was being made by sony sony san diego it's been made by them for many many years and it's always been a sony playstation exclusive until recently where MLB basically made a deal saying that, okay, you, we, we want you to keep making the game, but you need to release this game on other consoles, meaning on the Xbox, which of course, and again, in my opinion, makes sense. I do not understand why any sports game should, would be exclusive to a console. Like I get like Mario Kart or something like that or Mario Golf, but MLB, the show, like, come on, like that should be on all consoles. And I totally get that. The thing that kind of ticked off a lot of people was that on the PS5, first of all, this game is $70. In Canada, it's $90, which is quite a bit of money, especially when you add tax to that. On, on Xbox, it's on Game Pass Day 1. So this is the Series X version. This is the Xbox One version, because Xbox One version is usually a bit cheaper for the game, at least. But I'm just I'm just looking at it in terms of the high price amount, you know, because you so Sony's asking us $70 on the Xbox. Just get Game Pass on a monthly subscription, and there you go. That $80 game or that $70 game is there in your library right there. You can install it day one, the day it comes out. So that was obviously something that really surprised me that Sony 
the people like their, their team their developers are the ones that are making this and you're charging your own fan base your own playstation owners this high price and not coming up with a deal that hey maybe if you have ps plus you can get the game for 50 you know just come up with some deal but no no so he doesn't want to do that because they know they know at the end of the day we'll buy everything kind of like kind of what we i, I talk about when it comes to nintendo fans you know, when it comes to all these re-releases, even though they just kind of spruce it up a little bit, they're like, nope, give us full price. And everyone's like, yep, bestseller, bestseller, here you go, we'll buy it, it's okay. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, yes, perfect, amazing value for money, I'm gonna buy it. And that's what Sony is doing right now. And I think this time around, Sony will not get away with it, the way it's going. So the next thing I wanna go on to is, of course, Outriders. Outriders came out, and it's okay. Like, I feel like from what I've been reading, from what I've been hearing about it, um, it seems to be doing well. It had a bunch of issues on the server side. And I mean, a lot of online games, when they come out, they have some of these issues. But overall, people are saying that it's a game that's better than what they had expected. It's still, it's not an amazing game. It's not a 10 out of 10, but it's still a fun game. And that's also is on Xbox Game Pass. So again, another reason why you would want to get an Xbox, especially if you are a person that plays first party and third party games. And let's be honest, when it comes to first party games, it's not like we're getting like a first party game every month or every couple of months. We do get get them in, uh, in, in big gaps in between, but you obviously will be spending a lot more time playing third party games. And in this case, Outriders is one of those games that you might be spending a lot of time in. Again, day one on Game Pass, and it does seem that Xbox and Microsoft has more games like that, more third party games like that coming to Game Pass on day one. On the Sony end, so far at least, because like I said, there's no news. They might be working on something on their end and they haven't said anything. Just based on what we know so far, nothing is really happening. So as a Sony fan, buying a PS5, buying all this stuff, everything that they told me to buy, it, it's, a, it's a little concerning. The next thing we can go on to is what happened recently. So I'm not a big fan of, I'm not gonna crit criticize any of this, any of, of, of the stuff that's being uh, happened, that's happening on the Sony side, unless it directly affects developers or negatively affect developers uh, in terms of, you know, their jobs being taken away, anything like that. So this is it's a great art article by Jason Schreier, who's like one of the best, um, best journalists in the business, basically. And like, I'm prefacing that mainly because news came out as to some games that were canceled, some games are rejected, and some games that were being made and the teams were being shifted. So like I said, based on what the news that has come out, like, obviously, as long as it doesn't negatively affect these developers, you know, they're not being overworked, they're not going through a horrible time, you know, like, I don't see it as a bad thing. For me, what I still, it, this, this news coming out is still something that is putting a very, very negative light on Sony. So the first thing is that Days Gone 2 was pitched to Sony around 2019, and it was subsequently canceled. I don't know if it's actually canceled, or they rebooted it, or something like that, but Days Gone from, if, if, many of you don't know, was a game that got mediocre reviews, but was beloved by fans. People loved it. I thought it was okay. I finished the game. I, it was a pretty long game, surprisingly. I don't I don't think it should have been that long, but it did sell quite a bit. It definitely sold more than Death Stranding, for sure. But it, you know, it was, it was still, it had its fan base and it actually got better over time. A lot of glitches and bugs and stuff got fixed. So Days Gone 2 was pitched and apparently got canceled. And again, there's reports here and there that maybe they're still working on it. Maybe they're not. Like, we don't know. Like I said, Sony hasn't said anything. And Sony probably won't comment on this until they have something to show. So this is the first thing. The other thing was, for some reason, Sony is working on a Last of Us Part 1 remake. I'm, 
like I can see why they would want to do that. Maybe, maybe it's because of the the TV show that's coming out, so they're pushing this. But it does seem like the remake was in in process or in progress for a while. But basically, they had an internal team that pitched this idea. I, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that they themselves pitched this idea, and it was kind of a, an internal development or internal thing that they wanted to do, and they kind of pushed. And then over time, that team kind of got pushed in or put together with Naughty Dog and they were worried that their identity is being lost and they'll just become Naughty Dog North or Naughty Dog whatever like that that like region and basically the idea was I mean obviously other than all that internal struggle when it comes to developers basically they were working on Last of Us Remake and we don't know if this is still happening or not and that begs the question of why do we need a remake for the Last of Us Part 1 when we already have it on the PS4 and it actually looks and runs amazing to the point that it feels like a remake on it I don't think it needs a remake, but like I said, because of the TV show, because of how they saw The Witcher did such a great job of marketing that game, I think maybe they're saying that we can have a remake ready for the TV show for when the TV show comes out. And then this will be the first game, this will be a remake, so people who have already played it, they will have a reason to buy this again. And all the people that watch the show will want to buy this game after that. But as a Last of Us fan, as a Sony fan, it... Why aren't they remaking Uncharted 1? Why aren't they remaking, I don't, I don't want to say Spyro because Spyro has kind of been remade already in a sense, right? It's kind of re- remake, remaster, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. But on top of my head, why aren't they remaking Siphon Filter? You know, why aren't they remaking Resistance? Like, I mean, Resistance doesn't re- need a remake. It just needs an HD remaster in my opinion. But why, like there's so many other games that would do way better or I don't know if it'll sell better. Like that's the thing I don't know but would be a game that deserves a remake. Like maybe they are, all, that's the thing. As I'm saying it, I, I, always, I always have to bring it up because like it's possible that they're already working on it. They're already working on a number of these things in the background. They're just smiling. They're just smiling. Like, yeah, you, you guys keep complaining. All the stuff you're talking about, it's already being made. And like, that's why it's, I, I just don't get it. But hopefully, hopefully they can figure it out. Like I, it, I think Days Gone 2 being canceled is surprising mainly because as much as I didn't like enjoy Days Gone 1, like I, I thought it was okay. I didn't like think it was amazing or whatever, but I did see the potential. I did see that, okay, this was like Uncharted 1. Uncharted 1, when it came out, was great, but it was not amazing. It had issues, stuff like that. But Uncharted 2 was that game that became 10 out of 10. Then Uncharted 3, then Uncharted 4, then we got Last of Us. Like that's when Naughty Dog came on its own, you know? And that's what I thought was going to happen with Days Gone. I'm like, okay, this is them finally making a big game, trying it out. They know what to do. And then Days Gone 2 will kind of expand on this. But instead, they're like, nope, Days Gone 2 is canceled. And I, I don't get that. I don't understand. I, I don't like, I know there's a lot more to this article, but this was kind of like the big, big thing that was kind of being talked about. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus on because otherwise this podcast will go on for like two, three hours. The other thing, now this is a rumor, right? This is a rumor. But again, this has been alluded to by a lot of people in this industry that have a lot of, you know, knowledge about what's happening is that apparently a Hideo Kojima game was pitched to Sony, obviously after Death Stranding. Death Stranding did not sell that well. It's just, this is a known fact at this point. I enjoyed it. Like I said, like it was kind of like the same a day is gone for me. I enjoyed it, but I did not under, I did not see the craziness about it or this crazy love for it or it deserving a Game of the Year nomination. I did not see that at all. Um, I also am, a, I, I'm, this is again, just me, my own opinion, my own feelings. I also like really like the initial pitch that, you know, like about like the whole interconnectedness, all this stuff. And then when you got the game, it was nothing like that. And I just feel like 
these developers and some of these people, like the way they pitch these games is not good. They don't do a good job because it, it, they overpitch it. And I, I don't think it's Hideo Kojima or maybe it's a translation, but just the way it was being pitched was like this revolutionary game. And in the end, all you are is basically like a, a glorified Uber driver, let's be honest. And they kind of pitch this idea that they want to, they want to, there's like no action in a sense. You know, the idea is that to, to kind of create a, like a new kind of gameplay. And I'm like, nope, that this, this gameplay has been done. This is not a new kind of gameplay. Like that's kind of just my opinion again. For me, it's not an issue with the game per se. It's just about how it's being pushed and how it was pitched. And again, the game didn't do well. And it didn't do well because it was not pitched properly. No one knew what the game was. Every Some people were confused. You can't confuse people and do this thing where you're like, oh my God, my, my level of thinking is above everyone. I'm like up here. You guys are down here. Let me, I want to explore. I want to tell explore these worlds and this and that. And I want to connect A to B to this mountain, to this mountaintop, to this plant, to this flower, the, the petals, the leaves. Like the, you're, you're like explaining the game like that. And as a gamer who's going to be spending a lot of money on this game, for us, it's like, um, no, just what, what is it? What do I? What am I doing? Just give me the game, and I think we didn't even see proper gameplay until like just a little while before the game was about to come out. And like I completely see why people didn't buy it because people just didn't know what the hell this was. And after it obviously didn't do well, Hirokajima obviously pitched another game to Sony, and Sony just rejected it from what from the rumors. Sony rejected the game, said no. I think they realized they're like, okay, this is gonna be another one of these types of games. So no, and apparently Hideo Kojima is in talks with Microsoft. We don't know if this is done or if it's still in progress or if it's, you know, a, a pitch to Microsoft, a pitch to Nintendo, a pitch to someone else, a pitch to Stadia, Google. Like, we don't know. We don't know, right? There, there could be a lot of things happening, but the main thing was that Hideo Kojima did pitch a new game to Sony and that was rejected. And I was deep down hoping that Sony is getting the IPs from Konami, which was kind of rumored a while back that they would be getting Silent Hill, they would be getting Castlevania, they would be getting Metal Gear Solid. And then they would somehow be able to get Kojima to work on those games with them because Kojima did have some really cool ideas with Silent Hill and with Metal Gear Solid. So I was hoping that that would be the case, but obviously we don't know what's happening. I'm still hoping that Sony is able to kind of tie in those IPs and bring it in with that Sony brand. I think that would be pretty cool. But at the moment, it doesn't seem like that will be happening. We don't know. Like I said, we don't know. Obviously, this is all piled on top of their recent backwards compatibility problems. Like the fact that they closed down all the PS3 shops and the, the PS Vita and the PSP shops, which again, I get it. They're probably not selling that much. But at the same time, for people like myself who grew up during the PS2, PS3 era, why aren't we able to access these games the same way how Xbox has made them accessible? Like this is the same issue why how why I don't like why I had to buy a Wii U with Nintendo the Nintendo Switch. I always after the Wii U, I always thought Nintendo had the, their backwards compatibility on point, but the Switch proved me wrong. Nintendo proved me so wrong with that, which is why I had to buy a Wii U so I could play some old Nintendo games. And that's what and Sony is doing that, and Sony does not care. The Sony does, just does not care. And there seems to be this push, this push of we need these big, big IPs. So they are working on new IPs, which is another part of the report. But they basically need to make these huge IPs that sell like crazy. Otherwise, no, close it down, shut it all down. You know, that's kind of the mindset. And I, I don't know. I think this is just a disaster waiting to happen. This is just them leading into a point where they're going to be spending so much money on games. And if any of if, if these games don't sell the way they want them to, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be the downfall of all these amazing Sony developers. It's just so much pressure on them as well. Can you imagine having that pressure that your game is gonna be coming out, your big game, your cool idea, but this needs to sell like crazy. If it doesn't, 
what happened to Sony Japan Studio, where basically everything, all Sony Japan Studio is basically gone, is just Team Asobi, the team that made Astrobot, uh, the, the VR game, and of course the uh, the demo on the PS5, is basically just that team. You know, so it, it's coming to that point. So all, everyone, all these developers are like, okay, our big game that we put all this love and heart into, if this doesn't sell because people aren't matching or people are not getting into it. And that's where I feel for people, something like Death Stranding as well. Like I said, it might not, not have been a, a thing for me, but I know that a lot of people like it. But at the same time, right, it's like it was something that they still tried. They still tried something different in a sense. And obviously it didn't sell well. And then automatically Sony's like, nope, sorry, we're done. We're good. You can uh, go somewhere else. Again, we don't know. That's the thing. This is just rumors. We do not know. So take it with a grain of salt. We have no idea. Anything could happen. But like, I'm just worried that this brand of Sony is is going to be, is going to just harm the overall PlayStation brand, I guess I should say. Just the way that, the Sony is just the way it's being handled. And I don't know if it comes down to from, from Jim Ryan, the chief of PlayStation. I don't know if it's because, we, again, we kind of read about internal struggles between PlayStation Japan and PlayStation PlayStation West. You know, so we don't know what's happening within this, within, within this company, within this organization. And that is obviously coming down, just filtering down to their consoles, to their games, to their policies, to the way they approach video games. And... I already am not a big fan of this $70 thing that they're trying to do with the fact that they're trying to put $70 on Returnal. Like, come on, like, no. Like, I again, this is me. I've already vented about this a lot before, but this is just not, this is just not going to end well for Sony. I really, really do hope that PlayStation understands this and, and I'm hoping that all of us, everyone, whatever you can possibly do, make some noise, let them know, let them know you're unhappy about this. Tweet at them, don't say, please, don't be mean. Right? Don't be mean. Don't be horrible to developers. That is like never okay. Like I've just the stuff that I read sometimes that people say to developers. Like it's just oh my god. Like come on. Like at that point, just don't play video games. Like if if that that's how heated you get that you need to say stuff like that to developers, like people who are working their heart and souls to give this game to you. But just like tweet at Sony, say that hey, we want backwards compatibility. Tweet at Sony, being like we want Days Gone too. You know, tweet at Sony, be like, we don't want Last of Us Remake. You know, like, just tweet at them, like, let them know. Let them know, make your voices be heard, and and vote with your wallet. If you are unhappy with the $70 game thing, like I am, don't buy Returnal. Like, don't buy games that cause that much. Let them know that, no, well, I'm, I'm more than happy to buy Returnal if it was priced accordingly with what the game is. I'm more than happy to buy something like Ratchet and Clank for $70, like, if it's a full, full, uh, full experience, like, we need to vote with our wallets for the things that come out. Otherwise, they'll it'll just keep piling on. Look at what's happening on the Nintendo side. So we need to vote with our wallets. And I really, really hope for a brand and a, and a company, just something that I grew up with, something that I love so much. It's just It just hurts me that this is what's happening now. With like Just looking back at my earlier podcast, when I first started, I was so excited about what Sony was doing. And I was like, yeah, Sony has got this in the bag. Sony will do this so, so well. They've got this to the point where I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing, Sony? You're just going to give this all away. Xbox is just going to run you over with Game Pass at this point. So please, please, Sony, if you're listening, please change. Do something, please. All right. From this, we will move on to the games that I have been playing. So I have been playing more and more of GTA 5, especially GTA 5 Online. To be honest, mainly like with my friends, we just go online and play a bunch of uh, GTA Golf. And it's really fun, actually. Like I'm surprised. I'm surprised how much fun I'm having. Just kind of messing around, like not really doing like any of the heists. I do want, like the high stuff, it, it does become a little bit more focused. Like if you make one mistake, it's like, okay, you got to re- restart 
like a, a specific section of the heist, which is a little frustrating, especially when you all you and your friends only have like a small amount of time to play games together. So like that way, like I haven't we haven't really done that as much, but you know we've been playing golf, we've been doing racing stuff, we've been doing uh, we play tennis. We've just been like doing like just messing around, you know. It's it's really fun. You can like buy a house, like buy a penthouse and chill and everything like that. And I think especially during the pandemic, it's just like a perfect spot to just kind of hang around with with friends. I think for me, at one point, that used to be that used to be Destiny. Destiny was like the place where we would get on. We would be either playing Crucible or we we'd be doing a, a strike and we'd be talking to each other, just catching up. And that's kind of what uh, GTA Five has become now. Uh, on top of that, I've been playing Hitman Three quite a bit. I'm trying to platinum the game. Really loving the game. I mean, I'm, I'm, this, yeah. I still at the moment it's still my number one game. Hitman Three is my game of the year so far. Obviously, there's so many other games to come out. It's just, it's not even the first half of the year yet. That's been over. So we, there's so many games coming up. But I already knew that I was gonna really love Hitman Three. I was kind of waiting for a new Hitman game for so long, and this is just doing everything so perfect and they are adding like a lot of escalation stuff extra content here and there so there is reason for you to come back but like i don't once i platinum the game and maybe do the dlc stuff like i don't know i'm not i'm I'm not too sure with the dlc stuff because it's not as interesting as the older ones where you create like a whole new they have like a whole new level whole new area dedicated to it and everything like that because it's not like that i don't know if i'll enjoy it as much but i'll see at least it's a game that i know that I really, really love, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing it. I definitely want to platinum the game. Uh, I finally finished Monster Hunter Rise, at least the story. So the story is uh, for anyone that has played Monster Hunter, or for actually, I should say, for people who haven't played Monster Hunter, the idea is that there's low rank level and then there's high rank level. So when you're at low rank level, you're basically fighting monsters. You know, they're pretty difficult, but like the idea is low rank, you're like kind of getting through, and it's you know, it's it's challenging but not super challenging. High rank is basically like the end game. So you, you do low rank, you finish the story basically, and you're done. But then with high rank, there's more monsters, there's newer monsters. At the same time, the monsters that you have fought before, they're actually harder. They do different moves. They have more health, stuff like that. And also they, you know, you get like better gear from them. So I've kind of done the main story stuff. So the low rank stuff, and now I'm basically onto the high rank stuff. And I've been doing that quite a bit. So I'm like, I'm like probably like 20 hours or over 20 hours in. And yeah, like I, this is like the perfect game. This is like the game that I keep playing here and there. I play like 20, 30 minutes here and there. I do like a couple of missions and usually that's it for the day. Like I haven't been able to sit down and play it for like longer than 30 minutes to an hour. Like usually it's just that much and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I've got my monster fill for a day, which is completely okay. Like I want to say that I want to bring that up. You don't have to be sitting on your chair playing a game for eight hours to be, you know, to say that, oh yeah, I'm actually enjoying this game. It's like, no, like play for a couple of minutes, play for a little bit and then you're done. And that's kind of what I've been doing. So that's been kind of occupying my time and I'm really enjoying it. I do need to get Sebi onto this podcast because I know he wanted to talk about this game. He really loves it. He's a big Monster Hunter fan. He's played like basically all, all Monster Hunter games. So for him to come in and say that, yeah, he loves this game the most. This is like his favorite Monster Hunter says a lot, especially because this has this has to be the most accessible Monster Hunter game so far. So we'll probably, I don't know, if it, it won't be a spoiler cast. It'll just be us showing some love for Monster Hunter. It'll be like a separate episode, I think, on top of my my regular stuff. So that should be pretty fun. Um, other than that, I've actually, me and Sassil, we've been playing a lot of Wii Sports Resort. So like, obviously, as you, I was telling you before, I got the Nintendo Wii U because I just wanted to play a lot of these older Wii games that I grew up with and also some of the Nintendo games that Nintendo is overcharging us on the Nintendo Switch and you can get that for super cheap on Wii U. So I, I kind of have that, in, but then also I kind of went down this rabbit hole of buying old Wii games that I grew up with and one of them was Wii Sports Resort and I remember growing up, my dad and I would always play uh, golf on Wii Sports Resort. We would always play golf sometimes and it was 
it, it was such a fun time. It was such a fun game. So like I was just kind of, you know, reminiscing about that. And, and I was able to find this game here pretty cheap. And yeah, like, so Safsev and I, we've been playing uh, bowling, we've been playing golf, we've been playing table tennis, we've been playing tennis. We've, it's just such a, a fun time. There's always like a moment, like when, whenever she's hanging out, we're like, okay, you know what? Let's play some, let's play some uh, golf. Let's play, play a round of bowling. And I just love that, especially, I think especially right now with the pandemic and everything like that, it's just one of those games that gives you that impression that you're kind of enjoying that actual, like, you know, that sport or that event, that, that activity in a sense. And it, yeah, it's just really, really fun. I'm really liking it. Like I'm like at this point, like, yeah, the Wii, the Wii U is like a staple. Like it's like a, it's like a thing in my household that will always be there. I always need Wii sports or Wii sports type stuff in my house at all times because it's just so fun. And when you have a group of friends over, whenever you're able to do that in the future, it's just going to be such a fun time. It's just going to be so fun. Of course, on top of that, Sasev and I, we have been playing It Takes Two. We love that game. That game is so fun. We are really enjoying it. We're definitely going to platinum that game. Uh, it's just such a great game. I I can't, like I said, I think in terms of my top three games so far this year, in terms of all the games that I've played so far, it's Hitman 3, it's It Takes Two, and then it's uh, Moss Hunter Rise. And I'm I'm just, yeah, It Takes Two is so fun. It, it has a great story. It has, it has great gameplay. It just has like, I don't know, it just has great everything. And like, I, I'm just surprised that each level has its own kind of, has its own kind of like not exactly type of gameplay i should say type of gameplay but a new feature a new thing that you're working on a new thing that you're doing and it's so interesting it's so enjoyable and it's very surprising sometimes you won't even expect it and you're like wow what how did they do that you know it's kind of the same thing as like i guess like gta 5 online when you play gta 5 online you're like how do they put a golf game inside gta 5 how do they put a tennis game inside gta 5 you know how do they put this racing stuff inside gta 5 it's like the stuff they're able to put within a game within a game it's like wow like it's just so well thought out and like uh, the story is great like I'm, I'm not like it's not like a story that's like you know oscar worthy or anything like that i'm not gonna be like okay yeah this is gonna be like the best story of, of the year but like it kind of complements the game properly uh game well enough to the point that you know it, it makes sense in terms of what they're trying to show with the story and the gameplay elements and overall just like the gameplay is so fun like we're we're probably like 14 15 hours in and we're still not done and I, we're like taking our time as well we're like exploring there's like a lot of mini games to do there's a lot of worlds to explore and, and things to see so we're like you know fully enjoying and immersing ourselves in this game so it's such a great game like i'm i do recommend it to anyone uh, you know, like if you, I, if you're thinking about it, anything like that, it's a budget title as well. It's not a full price game. See, like when you have games like this that are 15 hours long or so, and they're priced at like in Canada, at least it was 54 Canadian dollars. So I don't know how much that is in, in us, but like probably like 40, but like, you know, when you have a 15 hour or so, if not longer game and we are cause we're not done yet. And you know, and you're, you're able to like, spend that much and get that game. And then you have something like Returnal. That's like, again, like I keep going back to that. We don't know how long Returnal is, but I doubt it's going to be like, if it's like a, a roguelite, right? Like it's not like, I like from what it's supposed to be with these roguelites, it's not supposed to be super, super long. It's just like, yeah, you can keep playing it for 100 hours. So they're like, in quotation, that's 100 hours. But, you know, in actuality, like what, how, many, how many hours is that? So again, that's just, <laughs> that's just another, another topic for another day. But we will leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Really means a lot. We'll have more things to cover next week. I just wanted to vent about Sony today, so I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know if you have any thoughts. Let me know if you have any thoughts about PlayStation, what they're doing, what games you have been playing recently, and what you want to happen in the gaming industry as, as a whole. Like, what do you want to happen? What do you want to see? So please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That's two A's after the M. The email will be in the description below. Thank you so much, everyone, and I will see you next time. Bye.